0: Hi, I'm Phanam. Hi, I'm Artis. And today, we're going to talk about Design for Impact. artist, and I have had a long career designing a lot of types of products like computers and consumer electronics and wearables of different kinds and when you think about what they do in this world what they do to people what they do to the environment it can get pretty dire right and so we wanted to focus our work more on impact. What that means is that we have to think about systems around the product that we design. Where do the materials come from? How are they being transformed? How do they impact the lives of the people they're designed for? What happens after you throw them away? And all of these aspects of the life cycle of a product are integrated in the way we think about a product even before we start drawing the first line. So the way we execute that as a design firm is that we have certain requirements to work with us. Number one, each of our clients has to satisfy at least one of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals put together by the United Nations in support of humans, the environment or innovation. Number two, we require that each of our clients come to us with an original idea. We're not interested in just making the same product as the competitor just because you want to make a buck. The third condition is a path to execution and success because many people have many ideas that are very noble, but really what creates impacts in this world is execution. The fact that these products are in the hands of the people they're designed for.
1: First, let's focus on design impact for humans. It's not enough just to ask people to survive. We really want them to thrive. And we believe design can help them get there. One of the tools we use is called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And at the base level of this graphic, we talk about the basic needs of humans. Do they have food and clean air and clean water? From there, they can climb the ladder to more like love and belonging, self-esteem, and ultimately self-actualization. As designers, we're using Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs to help us define how we can design better products. We're doing this by injecting a balance of function, aesthetics and value into people's lives.
0: One important subject on design impact for humans has to do with customization. For a long time, we've designed products for the masses and really what they fit was a 50th percentile white male living in the West. And if you didn't fit that demographic, it was very hard for you to adapt to the product. But now we have access to incredible technologies like AI, machine learning, material design, and ergonomic advancement to help the world around us adapt to each of us individually. We have sensors that tell us when we are stressed before we're aware of it. We have other types of wearables telling us if the quality of our sleep isn't good enough for us to be focused during the day. We can apply that to systems as well, right? For a long time, work was all about productivity. It was about uh, hiring the right people, placing them in the right hierarchy, and creating an output that was as efficient as possible. But what if we thought about work as fulfillment, about health, about connection?
1: Let's talk about design impact for the environment. Now, we're in kind of a conundrum here because you know we create a lot of products that go out in the environment and not all of them benefit the planet or people as a whole. This might be through fossil fuel use. It might be extraction of raw materials that become you know, plastics. It might be through any number of negative impacts on the planet. We'd like to think about it through a circular lens. And this is what we call the circular economy. When we talk about this, we think about well beyond just recycling a product we think about regenerative design systems. So if we extract a raw material, process it, manufacture it, put it into use, we don't want to put it back in the landfill. We want to have it break down so that it becomes food. Imagine if your waste could grow trees or imagine if your waste could help clean water or air. This is what we think about when we're talking about regenerative systems. We need to change the standards of how we design and consume things. We have to fight against misinformation and greenwashing. We need transparency in the system because it's not just about whether a product's good, it's about the whole system that envelops the product development process. If you're shipping a product from the manufacturer to your doorstep, that uses fossil fuels and that has an impact on the environment. That packaging that your product was in, is it a glossy, fancy packaging that's overdone or is it a simplified packaging that's meant to compost?
0: We happen to live on one of the most beautiful planets we know of, full of nature, of water, of color, of living organisms and systems living together in harmony. Designers can be here to create opportunities that are unnatural but positive in the impact in certain environments. For example, food deserts all over the world, places where it's not very easy to brew food, but where people have been living for thousands of years and don't plan to leave. We can integrate vertical gardens, for example, that are part of closed-loop systems, and that can provide the nutrition necessary to keep these societies alive. Good design has the power of reversing the impact of imbalances that we've been responsible for as humans. For example, the creation of highways all over the surface of this planet has interrupted the migratory patterns of many animals. And so creating land bridges helps these animals go from point A to point B, so they can reproduce and guarantee the future of their own species. Sometimes the pursuit of innovation has us target a smaller group of people. And from that small group, we'll develop great ideas that can then be scaled and benefit the rest of humanity. When we develop things for astronauts, for example, there are only 600 people who have been to space but they live in such an extreme environment that we get to reconsider a lot of the assumptions that we typically design with. And then from there, we can take these innovation and then make sure that they're affordable, that they're attainable, and that they benefit different aspects of life on planet Earth.
1: We can talk all we want about the noble causes of you know dying for innovation and sustainability, but without those really healthy business models to help support us, We can't really make the changes that we need to advance us, the humans, and the planet forward in a positive way.
0: The takeaway of this episode is design is very powerful. We get to put our hands in the future of the environment, the future of humans and our condition, and the future of how businesses are going to support all of that. But really, it's about the balance between abundance and responsibility. Every time we make a decision, it affects something somewhere, positively or negatively.
1: Thanks for joining us on this journey today through Design for Impact. One thing we want you to remember is if you're not designing for impact, then you shouldn't be designing. Put your comments below, tell us what you think, and until next time, bye-bye.